Oh, we do have Harry. What's good, bro? Hey, guys. From your perspective, what are the strengths of runes compared to BRC20? And then on the vice versa, what are the trade-offs that runes is sacrificing in favor of BRC20? Yeah, so I think the strengths are the ability to do these swaps. Like, I, like Unisat's been building a swap tool, Omnisat building a swap tool and i think the brc20 stuff just doesn't lend itself to doing that as well you have to create these transfer inscriptions which creates transactions to do whereas with the runes you can basically say i want to split any amount and like have change go back to yourself and you could swap switch the amounts you're willing to sell without needing to create any transactions it's all just like signature trading signatures like with an exchange so it's like much cheaper to create a very liquid order book because you don't have to rely on all these transactions What's good, Adam? Sorry, I turned it off. I was ready. I'm ready yeah, to talk. I feel like I am not waiting any longer. We're going right now. <laughs> We're going. I'm hyped, man. We got people minting runes. This is actually a rune cope circle is what it actually is. <laughs> We're going to debate and, and discover everything that's happened over the last 24 hours and then get into some other topics, man. How are, how are you feeling about runes? Did you Did you... I think they're calling it etching is what I saw. Did you etch Adam into the blockchain? I, I saw when, when Tio put that out and I was like, why don't we just call this minting? Why do we have to like come up with its own like special thing? No, I did not mint Adam, whatever. I did not do it. My brain goes to, if you don't have the first one, where's the value proposition in this? Like if everybody can mint these things, like it's literally infinite, the number you can mint where's the value other than being the first one so you know maybe i'll be wrong could possibly be wrong but this i i just this one just doesn't make much <laughs> sense to me just doesn't make much sense doesn't seem fully thought through did you listen to the entire casey inscription numbers spaces did you catch that at all and you catch that at all i think you're there lost you for a second uh -oh. oh, I lost you, man. My, my internet died there for a second. Oh, damn, Costa Rica. Always after it. No, did you catch the Casey inscription spaces? Did you did you hear his Q&A at all? Not really. Yeah, I, I caught the first like 30 minutes of it and have to say, did not inspire a lot of confidence in me. <laughs> from what I heard last time. I mean, he could have he could have rebounded. But from what I was hearing, he's basically doubling down on the shit posting and the blogging and fettering some of the different communities. Even today, some of the bitmap people are now pissed because he called all bitmaps rare sats. Sounds <laughs> <laughs> like he's gonna trick I mean, I just when you when it's like when he's just like throws his hands up and it's like, oh it's just a blog post. It's like what? <laughs> I just that that doesn't make any sense to me, man. It just doesn't make any sense. You know, yeah. like either he's just oblivious, which I don't believe so. Or he just likes stirring the pot, and obviously this has stirred the pot. Yeah, you're gonna rally. You're gonna rally the community, to say the least. I hope Casey's listening. To this. He did, what I did hear him say is that he listens to some of these spaces in his alt account. So if you're there, man, please fix your leadership, <laughs> 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 or at least tone it down, man. Dude, there's so many people upset. Uh, again, I said this yesterday on the spaces. The way that it's going, you know, there's going to be a winner of this. I don't think it's going to be the Ordinals Protocol itself. I think it's going to just keep dividing people. Whether it leads to a fork or whether people just continue, right? We have runes here. Oh, we do have Harry. What's good, bro? Hey, guys. Yeah, I thought the space with Casey was pretty interesting yesterday. It, From my perspective, it seems like a lot of these, like, first is first, like, meta protocols, those developers are, like, going to be forced to run older versions of ord to have like an accurate view of what actually is first mm -hmm. so it, it doesn't seem like it's really possible for them to for it to not fork just by people running the old code that's good yeah i don't know man from what i heard i had some people that i was with yesterday kind of explained to me the the ending of it it sounded like raf and some of the other people up there were just pretty much apologetic for casey being or doubling down he did tweet I think it was last night, said that the blogging is going to continue until morale improves. It's like a, pretty, <laughs> a pretty solid shit post. I'm not going to lie. Uh, I tell you, the one thing I think of is I think of Frank from D-Gods. And I think of just if you want to pump more attention, do something outrageous, stupid, however you want to frame it, right? And it does bring attention. You know, I can see that from a perspective. 
do I think that's the right way forward? Like I don't, but, but I actually do understand it from a awareness perspective. More people are aware of ordinals today than they were two days ago. Right. Mm -hmm. Probably not in a great way, but they're aware of it more, right. More tweets, more engagement on X, more stuff. I mean, I'm sure runes was at some point trending there. Right. Which brings more people, more eyeballs. And, you know, I can't say it's the worst strategy, but it certainly doesn't make, you know, people in the community feel great. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's, it just uh, seems like a bit of a shit show. I, I'm glad we've got Derp up here because I'd love to get into, you know, Derp's kind of proposal. And it, I loved Derp. I don't know if he said it on, on X or whatever, but he's like, maybe if we ever would just pump the brakes for a second here, we could get like DeFi on Bitcoin. <laughs> and everybody was like, F that. We're fucking minting this shit now. You know? Nobody, nobody's waiting here. Well, we also have Harry who developed the Rune Protocol for Ordinal's wallet. So, which yeah. one? Which one should we dive into first? You go. You you pick, man. Go ahead. I uh, dude. I want to. What's up, Derp? What's going on, guys? I actually kind of want to hear from Harry. I want to know what. I guess based on what I was reading, you know, Casey's Casey's blog and X, the protocol is like half of an idea, and in order to make it functional and usable in any way other than to people who are just going to mint stuff in DGEN, if you want to actually do anything, we need to store some other sort of data in the structure. And it doesn't really, the way it was proposed, doesn't really lend itself to having additional operations to do meaningful things. Yeah, I mean, I part of what I like about it is there was like, it can only do numbers. It's just purely token balances and that's it. You can't really like to build more with it, but keeping it simple, I think is, is gonna help like grow adoption because you, once we all build it, I think, I think it'll be pretty stable is, is how I'm looking at it. I'm not sure like what kind of things you were, you were thinking about like building on top of it. So well, kind of, know? kind of my thought was into the indexer as part of the indexer. If we sort of took our time here, we could build like a basic, sort of automatic market maker liquidity pool idea if we were able to have different ops as part of the structure so right now right now you you know you have the r at the beginning then you have you know your, your tuples with your data and depending on how the second push looks it's either you know mint or sorry what's it called issuance transfer or issue yeah yeah but if instead we structured in a way where we just took like and added one more byte of data that we could call an op code so, and you, you could use that opcode for these issuance for transfer, but you could also use that opcode for much more complex things. So we could build out, you know, similar to like a Uniswap V2 automatic market maker as part of the indexer. So you mint in a way similar to you would mint right now with BRC20s in this sort of other half of the idea that I've been kind of tinkering around with where you use the mint op. So someone would deploy it, everybody would mint it, and then you'd have another op for the automatic market maker where people could add liquidity to a pool. And then the indexer would determine balances based on when someone performs a swap with the swap operation. And it wouldn't really be that much more overhead. And you could do a lot of complex things with just one byte of data being segmented off for operations. It sounds like you need to write a blog and post it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, funny. Harry, Harry I want to kind of dive into maybe the last 48 hours or so. It's probably been pretty crazy for you seeing the blog post and then just basically going full tilt for it. First, let's just talk about the decision-making process. What were your first thoughts when KC introduced it in terms of the opportunity and then the assessing the difficulty that it would take to build something like this? It seems like you've exceeded all expectations from weeks to literally like a day and a half. Yeah. I mean, well, I'll say I have honestly been thinking about this kind of thing for months. It's, it's not really like, yeah, Casey, like kind of defined it uh, better than I could have thought of, but I really had been thinking and have had frustrations with BRC 20. I've really been like investigating RGB and Taro and just like, Jake, you even had a bunch of threads on all these old colored coins protocols and stuff. Like I've been, I've been investigating and researching this stuff for a long time. So when I saw his blog post, I was like, oh, well, this is pretty good. Like this is gonna, maybe it's not perfect. Maybe it can't do everything, but it's like simple enough and it will work. Like it can work. 
So it's like worth a shot to go do it. And then, you know, since I got the first one that I, I like etched the first one, I think that's what we're calling them instead of inscribed, it's etching runes. That kind of just incentivizes me to keep building this out and into like what it can become. Interesting. Now, uh, are you certain you etched the first one? Do you have certainty to well, that? Well, I'm looking at this other indexer. It seems like the indexing is all pretty much in agreement on what tokens are first. The supplies and all that stuff seem to match. The only the only thing I think we don't have consensus on now is the symbols, like the what the human readable word of what the token is labeled. But other than that, which is like obviously I wanted it to be called Rune. This other one I'm looking at is like spaghetti of of what they're calling the symbol but it still is the first one so at least we're i mean it's it's very chaotic out there there's like four different indexer people websites and projects that i've seen so it's 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 definitely super chaotic but it seems like there is some sort of consensus forming so so what is the okay before we dive into the mechanics and and minting and and the integration into ordinal's wallet what are, what are the from your perspective, what are the strengths of runes compared to BRC20? And then on the vice versa, what are the trade-offs that runes is sacrificing in favor of BRC20? Yeah, so I think the strengths are the ability to, it's really to do these swaps. Like I, I like Unisat's been building a swap tool, Omnisat's been building a swap tool. And I think the BRC20 stuff just doesn't lend itself to doing that as well. Like you have to create these transfer inscriptions, which creates multiple is multiple transactions to do. Whereas with the runes, you can basically say, I want to split any amount and like have change go back to yourself. And you could swap switch the amounts you're willing to sell without needing to create any transactions. It's all just like signature trading signatures like with an exchange. So it's like much cheaper to create a very like liquid order book if because you don't have to rely on all these transactions. And then I would say that indexing is far, far simpler of the rune tokens. Like I've, I've spent so much time just maintaining our own BRC20 indexer. And it's just like, it's a very complicated mess and maybe I could simplify it. But really on the dev side of the BRC20 stuff is just giving me quite a bit of headaches. I would say that the nice part about BRC20 though, that runes doesn't have is the, the fair mints. Like when I etched this first rune, I had to send the entire balance to myself. So now I'm sitting here with all the, the tokens of the first one, trying to figure out like, how do I, what do I do with this to make it? So it's like the SEC doesn't come after me. <laughs> and it's like a fair, how do, how do we launch this fairly knowing that it's still all controlled by me? So. I really like the fair mint stuff of BRC20, and I don't think we ever saw that unlike any other kind of token protocol. So it, it solved a really nice problem where like it's purely up to what you want to pay to miners if you want this token. So I really like that part of the BRC20. And it's like, it's JSON. It's easy for someone to just look at it and understand what it is. Whereas this is all like some binary encoding format. You you post it, you don't even know if it's valid or not. It's it's definitely like not as user friendly in that that sense. I think the experience with runes will exceed BRC twenty, but you know there's still a lot to build out before that happens. Do you do you think BRC twenty and runes can coexist together, or is this going to be more of like an eighty twenty kind of situation where one of them is going to end up with eighty percent of the volume, or maybe even just consume the other one? You know, I'm I'm looking at it like. Maybe it is an 80-20 situation. I think the runes lend themselves far better for the DEXs, like these on-chain swaps, whereas it seems like the centralized exchanges are, like, I don't know why they would necessarily, like, they they can just choose BRC20 and, like, is 80% of the volume on centralized exchanges, you uh, know? Yeah. Yeah, I would say, well, most of the volume's on Unisat, from, from my understanding and from what I've seen, so... I, I guess from a, a business perspective, we dove in this a little bit yesterday. This was before you guys launched the, the the tool so that you can mint your own runes. You know, if you're somebody like Unisat or OKX that's put, you know, maybe millions of dollars in terms of capital and labor hours to build BRC20, it's tough to see them, you know, completely flip the switch to support runes unless, unless maybe from your expertise, if you're like Unisat and you had built out this type of infrastructure, how tough would it be 
from a coordination standpoint to add Rune support? Is it as easy as like shifting a few lines of code or is this like a completely different product you have to build out? I would say it's completely different, but if you're capable of doing all, like they're definitely capable of doing it in a reasonable amount of time, you know, they're, they're skilled. So it's really on, you know, human capital and, and expertise, but they're, they're pretty, you know, good when it comes to all this Bitcoin swaps, you know, they're, they're definitely leading it. Yeah. So we'll see like if, if we add it and it's it's popping, I don't see why they wouldn't want to come try to, you know, fight with that and compete. Derek, what's on your mind? Oh, I was just going to say, so Harry was saying that, you know, the issuance is all to whoever, you know, called that issuance transaction. Is that not seen as a, I mean, a very big problem? I mean, right now it's like, okay, yeah, that we can distribute it. But down the line, you know, it's obviously a lot different than BRC20 and it, it can be solved pretty simply with a change to the protocol now before everybody implements this thing. Yeah. So, so I guess now kind of moving to where Ordinal's wallet stepped in and you guys are adding support, take us through the details of, of this like rune minting launchpad that you guys have deployed, or I think you might be calling it a rune deployer. If I'm somebody who has no idea what runes are, what, What's the requirement to mint a rune, or I guess etch a rune, and what type of support currently exists on Ordinal's wallet, or or I guess any platform to support this new new fungible standard? Yeah, so that was like uh, a product that we thought we could launch semi safely while we built out the indexer. So even today, there's no there's nowhere to like see your token balance or like I would say deploy is uh, a good word. If you're coming from like Ethereum, you're, you're sort of deploying a ERC 20 contract, but yeah, there's, there's no token balances. There's no safeguards of like which UTXO this rune is in. So we have like this disclaimer that says you need to put it into a, an empty wallet or like a fresh wallet that doesn't have any coins that you're not going to spend from. Mm -hmm. So, so it's, yeah, it's definitely very, very early. It was just a way we could, you know, get something live that people could do and kind of judge market demand. So, and I'm looking at this indexer, it looks like there's almost 400, 350 tokens made so far. So it's been, it's been pretty popular. Yeah. I, I deployed Jake yesterday just for the, for the hell of it. Cause I don't really know what's going on here. So then I guess the next steps, what, what is Ordinal's wallet and yourself doing in terms of support? What are the next features that user deployers of Rune can see or use? Yeah, I mean, so the next, the next thing is probably more of development tooling. So it's like getting this indexer working. So it's basically, you know, you think of it like the Ord client, you can download it, connect it to your node and kind of get a view at what everyone's token balances are and see like the implementation of it. So then once that's live, I'm obviously going to hook it up to our website, you know, so everyone can see their or, or their runes, transfer them. And then, you know, what comes next. That's what, <laughs> what we do. Yeah. Adam, when, what are you thinking here? Any questions? I'm, I'm actually kind of surprised it's only 400 so far. I would have thought this would have like gone a bit crazy, honestly that it's been in kind of open for what, 12 hours now or so. Uh, and only 400 have, have gone out, I think is actually, that says something right there. Cause I would have thought everybody would have been, if there was real demand that a lot of people would have gone in. Right. And what'd you pay Jake? Like 20 bucks to do it. Just 20 uh, bucks. Yeah. You know, shoot. If, if I'm in on that sort of thing, I'm doing 10 or more, right. A couple hundred bucks. It's nothing. So that only 400 have gone in, I think that's an indicator of demand. Demand, yeah. Or, or you know, in a bull market, it'd be much higher. Everyone's down bad horrifically, or people mm -hmm. are waiting to see um, what the right type of encoding is. I pinned to the top Shardul, who's, who runs the BNB scriptions and eScriptions kind of multi-chain platform. He posted and said that there's three different types. He said we can't be indexing three types of encodings. Is that in reference to the the symbol difference yep. that you're referencing earlier? Yeah, and my my thinking is we can we can just do three, you know, for and then we'd all decide on one standard at some time in the future, like at a block height. Like, come on, we're talking about if statements and mm -hmm. code. It's that's like engineers just like complaining about how everything needs to be perfect. 
I don't, I don't think it's that big of a deal to like do what the, the people intended, you know, software should work for people. So as long as it can be encoded that way and it like can work, I don't see any reason to not support three different ones and then I'll agree on one and just move forward with that. Do you think I kind of grandfather it. <laughs> a few, few, few more questions that I have. One, I saw you were on a space yesterday with, with Tio. Tio had, had said that he was going to invest 100K into whatever team built the indexer. It seemed like he was uh, pushing you guys. Did, did that partnership uh, end up becoming signed? Uh, no, there's no deal there. We're, we're very tough deal negotiators. Everything's got to go through the CEO. He likes making deals, so maybe there'll be something there, but there's there's nothing signed yet. Got it. Yeah, there's some some interest there. Somebody DM'd me and wanted me to ask you about the service fee of of this rune, where it was fifty. From what I saw, they said it's fifty cents to on. Yeah, it's fifty cents to cost, but then nineteen fifty in service fee. Can you ask them what the reasoning is behind this? Yeah, I mean, we're first and we're, we're got to make money for our time and providing service. So it's really just a service fee for us to, you know, earn some money on what we build and continue building. We're not, we're not VC funded at all. It's kind of going back to that own question. We're all, everything we, we do on Ordinal's wallet is self-funded and on our own. So, you know, we charge a service fee, but if you can find another website that's cheaper then go ahead and do that and obviously that'll drag our price down i don't i don't see this service fee being 20 dollars in a week from now sure i bet i bet there's uh going to be some competitors that pop up that's some experience uh talking yep. right there i want to dive a little bit into the launchpad and mechanics what what are you guys how are, how are you guys viewing this is ordinal's wallet going to be turned into like a rune launchpad to help some of these people figure out the distribution i, I tweeted yesterday of somewhat of a shit post but also kind of serious Right, there's been 400 etched. All of these have have are owned by a single person who etched it, and now they have to figure out how to distribute this. As we know, most people in here should not be handling distribution of tokens because they neither have a community or they just don't know how tokenomics work, or they're just inexperienced, or you know, or you're like me and you just have no idea how any of this works. How, how does Ordinal's Wallet plan to support those who maybe don't have that type of audience, but have a token and they want to distribute this? Yeah, I don't. I don't think I have a clear answer on this. Yeah, I think there's a few options, and like, I think uh, the runes lend themselves well to doing airdrops. So that's one method. Another method is you know people selling them, which I don't know how great that is, but it it is a thing. And then. Kind of what this guy Dirt brought up, I do think it's possible, even with the protocol today, to do these liquidity pools similar to ETH. So the, what I'm imagining is possible, although I don't know the details of it, is that you could you know, put all the coins in a liquidity pool, and then when people buy and sell, it's just, it's just going into the liquidity pool. I think this has kind of become like a standard on Ethereum for a lot of meme coins, like Pepe, stuff like that. So... I hope Casey can write another blog post so I can know how to do the liquidity pools. <laughs> <laughs> Derek, Derek, what are you thinking now after about 30 minutes in? Are you feeling confident in the idea of building out an AMM or some sort of financial tooling? I mean, it's definitely doable. I just think that by not adding more metadata into the protocol, you're, I mean, you're making it harder for no real benefit. I don't know. I guess, you know, everybody wants to degen into the latest thing. So first is first, right? So so you're, so if I get this right, you're saying the, the issue from a developer standpoint is that there's no metadata. So it makes any sort of, or building any type of protocol support makes it very difficult. Well, so I've done a, a decent amount of, of dev work and some of that has been very low level, like actual writing assembly language code and from my perspective, it makes sense to sort of build the protocol a little more like that than, you know, the way it's being built. It just allows for it to be extendable with minimal overhead. I think one of the, the biggest limitations is that we can't go larger than like 83 bytes. That's plenty, operas. man. That's plenty. If it's, if it's plenty, oh, that's, that's great. You could, you could use a single byte 
to represent, you know, 255 different operations, then it would be up to the indexer to actually handle what those operations mean. So you would have to agree on a sort of a schema for each op, similar to like, like I was saying before, like assembly code, like if you're going to jump or you're going to push data to the stack, like there's a structure. So you have the operation, then you have the pieces of data. So the same data in, you know, bytes three through 12 could mean something completely different to two different ops. Well, I think we should talk after this. I mean, before we kind of go live with all these transfers, because I think that's where it gets complicated. If, if we could make something that's like backward compatible, but still like with all these issuances, maybe maybe there's something to be had there. Yeah, I think now's definitely the time to make some small changes because in, you know, I mean, the cat's kind of already out of the bag, but in two months, I mean, it's, it's going to be very difficult to modify the base level protocol. Yeah, Derp, I think you, I think you're, you're right. I mean, if you just look into the recent, you know, issues that Ordinal's protocol is having in terms of the inscription number, they could have that that whole situation had popped up multiple times until where we are today. And there's a point of no return before you piss off the community. So you got to got to do this early if you're going to make any changes. And that's going to be difficult right now. This is the thing. I mean, we've talked about it now a couple times with Casey, which is just like, why why wasn't this more fully thought through? I don't know just seemed like there was an opportunity if he really wanted to do this to actually more f- fully think it through, you know, I don't know. It just seems like, I don't know, to throw out a completely half baked at a protocol. This is crypto, man. That's what we do here. <laughs> oh, I guess, man, I guess. <laughs> I mean, how many, how many half baked meta protocols are on top of ordinals that, I mean, they didn't come from Casey, but it's like, it's just part of it. The chaos is like the fun and like, you know, finding what what's what you think could work, even if it isn't perfect, is like that's been that's been my life for the past six months. Like trying to integrate with all these like meta protocols and like making indexers. It's been it's been a lot of lot of pain building it, but it's been a lot of fun. So I, I, totally, I totally get it. The only difference with Casey is that Casey is like a a super influencer, right? So he he wields a ton of power, and I don't know. It, it's just it's different for him. I don't think he appreciates that. And I don't know what your feeling is, Jay, kind of, but it, it seems like he doesn't appreciate that. That he he doesn't appreciate that when he says something, people are going to move. They are going to do stuff. And I don't know. That's just, it, it seems like wasted opportunity because that same effort, the troops he could, you know, gather, he could do more impactful things. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's just the feeling. Yeah, I mean, I've been pretty outspoken about, I think the Casey's leadership over the last few weeks has been pretty detrimental. I think it's been a pretty lack of display of leadership in my opinion. It doesn't mean that it can't be improved, but also from the spaces, it seemed like the people on the stage were very apologetic for Casey. And then Casey comes out and, you know, launches a ship posting, which ship posting is okay. But, you know, when the community's kind of on their heels, really trying to understand what's going on, then it's it's pretty detrimental. I did like Leonidas's question though when I was there of him pretty much saying that you know all the builders on top of ordinals need to have some sort of stability in terms of the leadership since you control the GitHub repository, you could push updates and <laughs> and that sorry, I got confused there for a second. <laughs> did you uh, hit those claps, man? That was a nice slapping. That, that was Vru. But yes, Leo basically stated, you know, they've been working with numbers, but also the BRC20 community. There's, a, it feels like there's a shaky foundation for ordinals right now. And then Casey keeps um, posting all of these different ideas. The BRC20 community feels like this is like a, hey, go play over here kind of toy, right? Go play with runes, get off my protocol. The, the low inscription number people feel, you know, like kind of thrown back that they're the, they're the reason the protocol even took off. It's, it's a, it's a little bit shaky ground, Uh, but here it's, you know, it's Casey's idea, but it's being built by developers. It's a little bit different though, here with runes and BRC 20, the main difference I see is kind of from the culture standpoint where, where BRC 20 has this decentralized mint. It was very organic, very, very authentic. It was being deployed by the users themselves. Here, it's a little bit of taking Casey's idea and then Harry and Ordinal's wallet and apparently three other teams are building indexers to 
you know, deploy it from the dev perspective and then it's have the users use it after it's been a little bit more polished. So I'm going to be watching the, this, the culture, I guess the cultivation of the community around it to see if it feels authentic and organic, or if it just feels like people trying to, you know, mint to make some money, which is always going to have the case, but uh, it'll take a few months to really showcase what type of community is going to be backing this. And just by show of hands in the in the crowd, anybody think that this was just a psyop to get us stop talking about numbers? <laughs> the way to get us to, to stop talking about numbers. Does anybody believe that? All right, nobody, man. That no, doesn't look like it. Everyone, everyone's in. Everyone's in. The conspiracy theorists are wrong. <laughs> hey, that's okay. That's okay. At the end of the day, it's going to be, it'll be interesting to, to really see kind of what happens here. And if anyone has any questions, please, please come up on stage and ask. I do want to call on Vrew, who's came on stage. What's good, Brett? Do you have a question? Yeah, there's not a question regarding that anyways. Hi, guys. Good. Yeah, I'm... Yeah, how are you guys? Like, I'm an architect, so I've been looking to join some groups or um, put new crypto projects where I can build on metaverse and kind of stuff like that. So I do kind of 3D modeling and designing stuff and all. So I'm interested in working with you alongside. Cool, man. <laughs> well, thanks for thanks for joining us. You know, just DM some people. The crypto community is pretty, pretty open, but also pretty chaotic at the end of the day. Ru or Harry, a question around Rune. If you guys are the first deployer, it's decided, what's the mint mechanics behind it? Have, have you guys thought about how you're going to distribute Rune, the first of its kind? You're on mute if you're talking. You get rubbed. Harry has left us too. He's <laughs> gone. He is gone. That's, <laughs> that's okay, man. I mean, I'm interested to see what happens here. You know, you could be on call or something. I'm interested to see how the VRC20 community responds. It seems like a bunch of them yesterday really took a dive. Sats is down. <laughs> Recently, too, I saw this moving past kind of the Rune conversation. Oshi Finance, dude. Did you see this? I posted about it, Adam. Did you see that? I think I did. Show us on screen, though. What was it? So Oshi Finance, right? It was this BVM of sorts. Let me see if I could find this. So it's a BVM, right? The, the community has actually been quite hostile towards pretty much everybody on ordinals. So it was this, when, when they announced it, it was almost this situation of, ha, sucks to be you kind of thing, <laughs> right? It, it, they're decentralized. They're trying to create basically this whole entire new protocol. So Archimedes put out and said that Merlin, who was one of their team guys, mm, yeah, he, he basically rugged them. He He hijacked the discord or their telegram he hijacked the twitter he refused to send them back i think it was like 2000 oshi which at the time was around like 500 grand and yep. since then i think oshi has dropped like 80 percent. they said that they're forking the oshi protocol to become i think o the oh shit protocol yeah that, that was the best part i saw that that yeah. was awesome <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that so this is here. You know, I'm also I wasn't a holder of Oshi. I did hold some some Yari, which was like their bridge, and their ordinal board, which was like their original product or product. It says Merlin has refused to move 1,995 Oshi tokens into the multi-seg wallet, contrary to to the new ord, the ord guidelines. I think the ord was their DAO of some sort, or the commute the 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 protocol devs DAO of some sort. Like it's a pretty it's a pretty dense kind of idea and thought bubble out there. It said, in light of this, Merlin will no longer be part of the team going forward. You could read the document attached for more information on the subject. So they're hard forking it. They're creating a new token, OCV, I believe is what's, what it's going to be called. They said that Merlin is going to transfer the ownership of the ordinal board to the team. And I responded because I owed an ordinal board. I said, what gives the team confidence that he's going to transfer ownership of the ordinal board, which, you know, has, I think like 2000 holders of some sort, what gives him confidence he's going to transfer ownership of this. If he's not even going to send them 2000 Oshi that they're forking away from, I don't know. Right. I think I'm, I'm writing that off as a zero, zero for me. It says we're considering rebranding to the oh shit finance. Your thoughts would be much appreciated. <laughs> it goes on and on. Are, this is fucked. <laughs> Yeah, oh, the, the Oshi, dude. It, well, if you if you didn't know this, the the Oshi Finance Protocol 
or was literally the top BRC20 for a while. Like it was, it was up to like almost $1,500 at one point per Oshi. Like what? It, Are yeah. you serious? Yeah. Look here, I'll show you. That's crazy. It, Holy it is, it is down astronomic. That, <laughs> Boy, I hope you sold that top, brother. <laughs> yeah. I didn't have, so here you can see it's down to, so it's down to $200. It was, it was well above $1,000 per Oshi, but I think it's only like 1000 supply or 10,000 oh 13,000 supply 13,337 so down astronomically these are if you're in oshi finance you might want to uh, reconsider your bags or just wait for the fork to where you'll get airdropped one to one so right now the leader in the brc20 world i in my opinion is probably track which is what benny's doing which is also kind of something interesting so track actually and we'll stay on this like fungible token stuff for a little while the or Benny actually came out. I pulled it up here. He created his own version of Rune, and he said that, and, and the community responded and said that this one is actually an improved version of the Rune that was proposed by Casey. And you can see here in the comments, people are just like trolling him, which is kind of funny. Uh, I don't know, Adam, have you paid attention to track at all? I know you're not like deep into the BRC20 world. I, I let I let you do all that work, brother. You are, <laughs> you are the finance expert here, man. I let you go deep in this. No, for me, this is like I don't I don't tread in these waters, man. These waters are too deep for me. I do not have the time or energy to try and figure out which token, which coin, which team. Like, because I realize most of this is most of this is a zero, right? And so to try and bet on a team through a token, oh, bro, it is hard, really hard. I mean, what do you think? One out of a thousand might be successful. Maybe one out of two thousand. Yeah, like, yeah, it's pretty it's possible. One of these guys is something in five years, right? But to pick the right one, it's twenty seventeen all over again. Yeah, it really is. I mean, right? Like, how are you gonna? You're gonna pick Unisat or whatever? I mean, I, I mean, I just don't even know. It's like really, really hard. To do this man yeah. yeah i lost a ton of money on those dumpster fires <laughs> <laughs> you know exactly dude exactly. i mean it's all down a horrifically sats is down oh sats has rebounded wow so sats hit it was like 5200 sats per sat was like the top at the very peak like 99 percent minted out then it dropped down to like 2800 sats per sat now it's back up to 3800 so maybe so sats we're on the sats train you're only down about 20% from the peak, which is which is pretty good. Outside of that, those two in Ordi, really, I don't I don't really know what else is out there, man. I mean, I'm an owner of council that's kind of like sold off really hard. They proved to put nothing out so far outside of a PFP in, in six months. Big <laughs> God's OXPD is down horrific. I mean, he even kind of burnt everything. I don't really know what's going on over there. Love the guy. Did Big God ever produce anything? Did it? Did he ever put out like where was the where was the PFPs or the nothing a goose egg across the board? It's a goose egg. He is doing something called the Quadrillion, I believe, which he's rebranded. He's kind of pulling a Frank. He's rebranded like four times, also. So the Quadrillion art is his thing. It's called the Perpetuals Volume One. I don't really know too much about this. I just know it's some sort of art project. My guess is with OXBT, he burnt the team supply, turned it into some sort of community-owned DAO. You know, so the community is going to own it. It's going to be the community's ordinals, X OXBT. He also minted OXBT on runes in case runes becomes the leader, which I thought was smart. So there's still some interest there. I also haven't gone into the Discord. So if anyone is following OXBT really closely, please come up here and tell me what's going on. Because, uh, <laughs> Because your bags are down horrifically. What's it at right now, bro? <laughs> yeah, you know, I when during the pump, I sold enough to like to be even. I minted most of it for free, so it really wasn't much to sell. But man, it is down right here. 51 sats per OXBT. It was at literally like almost a thousand sats per OXBT at one point. Like it was woo, man. So I don't know what's going on there. I do think though that BRC20 is probably going to benefit from this whole rune situation. That's just my personal opinion. I'm also biased because I'm on the Omnisat team and we've been building this, you know, this, this, the Unisat or the Uniswap for, for BRC20. I was with the team yesterday, actually. I was with Chris, who's on stage and Bunzi and all those guys. And this Omnisat product is 
fucking insane. I can't wait for that to come out. It is really, really going to change the game. It is, it is not like any other product that's out there on the market right now. And Domo is also a really big fan of it too. I can say that, but I'll done. I'll, I'll wait for the product to do the talking until then. BRC 20 though, down horrific. There's probably going to be maybe five or 10 of these that end up coming out and surviving until the new standard. Although I know people are dabbling in track, which is also Benny's thing. So here, let me, oh, I didn't even show you this. All right. So I don't know, Adam, if you've been following track at all, which we just talked about, they also have some, they have something called the tap network, which is kind of this BRC 20, let me see tap protocol. So it's this extension of BRC 20 where you can, you can, you can use the three letter symbols and also anything from like five through 30 letter symbols. So people are coming down here and creating all kinds of different types of cursed and non-cursed type tap stuff. Right. If I'm going to bet on a team, honestly, right now, I think track is like the team to bet on. I don't own any. I used to. I sold some of it or all of it. But Benny's just coming out and just being a base dev, at least from what I'm seeing. So those are the really the only fungible standards that that you're um, competing with right now is. So you have BRC20. You've got TAP, which is the extension of BRC20. You got Rune, which uh, is to be determined to see how the Ordinal's wallet and the community that forms around Rune supports that. And now you have Tracks version of Rune, which apparently is the the improved version of it. So you got Track doing two extensions off of each one, and then you got the original protocols. I don't know, Adam, from your non fungible, non financial mind, you did work on Wall Street, dude. Like, what? Which which one sounds appealing? Or, or uh, the <laughs> None. I mean, I just look at it like I, you were showing the tap, right? How many followers they have, the engagement on their tweets and stuff. Nobody cares, right? You can have these other protocols, but if nobody cares, it doesn't make a difference. I mean, we were joking around earlier in this whole kind of BRC20 thing where we were creating protocols with two, in, not, you know, two-letter inscriptions and five-letter inscriptions, and everybody was doing it kind of like half-joking because the general understanding is that if nobody cares if you don't have a movement of people who give a crap about it it's literally it's it's a zero it's a nothing nothing burger complete nothing burger and honestly that only 400 runes have been inscribed so far whatever what are they calling it etched Etched. so far (laughs) that only that just tells me nobody cares man nobody cares and if nobody cares oh yeah i think it's tough for sure i think the experimentation is great and the energy and passion that's kind of flowing through is really cool, but it's definitely tough to put work, put money to work here. With so many things just blowing up overnight, it's definitely hard to put, you know, real dollars to work other than a little bit of experimentation, but completely thrown back by the only 400 friends that were meant to see that seems like absurdly low. It almost seems like that would be one or two people like Adam was saying. So yeah. kind of shocked by that, especially with how much, kind of energy was given to the whole rune idea over the last 48 hours. That was definitely pretty shocking. Yeah. yeah. Adam, we, we saw this happen exactly with the emblem vault BRC 20 product release. I think the emblem account gained like, I don't know, eight or 9,000 followers. And there was so much interest around it. And there was like 10 people who participated in minting. Literally the like 2 million impressions over a month. Or sorry, over a week, like like just crazy amount of interest, crazy. And we did a giveaway and the giveaway, like you said, had like a thousand responses, got botted and all that sort of stuff. And like when it came time to like, hey, who wants to move your BRC 20s? It was like five people. (laughs) It's literally insane, you know, but dude, money talks, man. That's it. Like full on, full stop. You know, if nobody's minting them, you know. Nobody's interested. Like Chris is right. If it's 400, that's probably like 30 people, you know, with a couple teams minting 50 each. You know what I mean? It's just like, you know, if you're telling me it's 20 bucks each, shoot. If I was really psyched and people were really psyched, people would be throwing 500 bucks, a thousand bucks at it. You know, it's just obvious. It's obvious. Especially to be first on the protocol, like, you know, within the first. First initial batches, that's just completely nuts that there's not even a gauge of interest in the first 400. That's pretty, pretty bonkers. Yep. Yeah, it is. I mean, 
Billy had a pretty good response to one of my tweets earlier today, Billy Resty. He said that pretty much he is staying away from Rune because it doesn't have a decentralized mint. And then all of the, the early minters are all squatting probably on the early names. This is the same issue that Counterparty faced. Absolutely. I think the stat was, and if there's any Counterparty person in here, it can correct me. But I think it was like within the first week of Counterparty, there was like 10,000 or 10,000 or something tokens that were minted. And a lot of those guys are still sitting on those today. Sure. And I know some of those. Yeah. <laughs> Just saving it for a rainy day. You know, it's kind of funny and it is, is interesting. So when Casey proposed Rune, right, there was a Rune BRC20 that was inscribed already that was deployed the second day that BRC20 was ever created on March. So BRC20 was created or already was deployed on March 7th. This was deployed on March 8th. It sat unminted until Casey posted about Rune and DJs went and aped it. And I found it interesting because on BRC20, that decentralized fairness mint is always going to be there where it's compared, where compared to Rune, right? If, if there's some sort of mimetic thing that happens, the users, the user controls everything of that token. Whereas on BRC20, if there's some sort of meme, right? Casey proposes Rune, they're all going to go mint it, right? It's the same thing that happens on ETH. Right, Elon Musk says something, people are just gonna go create that token. Or Vitalik says, what was it like this or it? And somebody made a token. Yep. BRC20, you can always go check and, and mint it out here on Rune. It really loses that kind of like intrinsic mimetic value to it until it's minted out and booked or minted out. So that's what I'm gonna be watching the most is what type of community and culture is gonna form around it. And I think we'll know by the end of the year really where this is going. And you generally will probably find within the first month or two, but I'll give it to the end of the year. I was thinking by the end of this week, we'll know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Are we going to speed run this derp? I don't know. It feels like we're speed running it. You know, I don't know. We may know by the end of the round. <laughs> yeah, it's going fast. <laughs> yeah. One one more thing too, in terms of uh, fungible tokens, Adam, I don't know if you've been on uh, Domo's Layer 1 Foundation forum. Have you seen this? Have you been on yeah. this? Yeah. Yep. So, so Domo created it's a l1f.discord.group, which is it, to me it reminds me a lot of Bitcoin Talk, but this is for the Meta protocols. Unisat's been very active on this. They put a proposal out today, the Runes module proposal. So, they are actually quite interested in it. It seems like, and so they go on to talk about how the how Runes can be built into this new swap tool that they've come out and deployed which the testing is actually live today unfortunately i did not qualify although i thought i should have for this new brc20 swap tool but you could go here and you could kind of see what it looks like here that i have on my screen you have to go to the test net and it's probably gonna cancel me out but you could kind of see what it looked like there for a second it is kind of interesting to see how it works out the issue with the swap tool, which I've seen some people already show some type of uh, resentment towards it, is that it's more it, it's more akin to kind of this wrapped kind of model than it is to a completely decentralized or layer one. You have to take your BRC20s and deposit it into this type of contract or whatever it is, this module they're calling it, to use the system. So you have to basically, so there is some sort of type of like permission, or I guess it's permissionless. It's just another step to where you don't you you give up some sort of control of your assets to participate in this but maybe it's a sacrifice that that's needed for this type of stuff to exist with BRC20 maybe it's the the last stand of saying hey this is the last thing we could do i don't think so adam i don't know what what do you think do you I, think i'm just like i i i put in actually i put it in youtube here the you can check that link right there looney put out this this tweet he said crypto Fiends so desperate for a pump, they'll pretend we haven't been issuing tokens on Bitcoin via op return for the last 10 years. You know, it's like I was, I, I'm like, I think at this point, crypto is like, we fully get the idea of fungible tokens. And I understand we want them on Bitcoin, fully understood. But the idea of just the fungible token in and of itself for itself, and this is going to be something interesting, those days are pretty much, those, those have, are gone. Like that was, you know, 2017, 16, you know, it, that, that's like gone. 
Like we need something, I don't know, friend tech, alpha, you know, it's like we need more, you know, use cases with the fungible token. Do something interesting with it. Do something, you know, I don't know, a gambling site, something. But 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 it's got to be something. It can't just be the token, just the token. Like we've we've done that. We've played that game. It has to be more. And you know, I don't know these teams that are they're building this like foundational layer. Awesome. But somebody's got to build something cool on top of that foundational layer. So, derp, get busy, man. No weekends for you, brother. Start grinding. Yeah. Yeah, we could. I mean, if you build automatic market makers, we could just make a bunch of random tokens and just randomly make liquidity pools and it can be a, a nice fun gambling thing. So they're all tied together. So anytime someone buys something, it affects the value of all the other ones. Gamblings and memes. So- Gamblings and meme, meme gambler. Like, let's make it, Derp. Derp, can we have it made this weekend? Like, I mean, we've talked about it a bunch, Jake and I and, and Bunzi and all, you know, just like, Something that people can do, which is fun with their BRC20s, right? You know, gamble them away because they're worthless anyway. Let's have some fun with it. Like something. But I think that is really, that's what I'm, you know, I'm trying to push people to do because this idea that we're just going to, you know, make a new token, pump it, sell it. Frankly, it's boring, you know, and I think people are a bit bored with it. Like, I, I just think... We, we need innovators now. We need somebody to build something cool. Yeah, Adam, I don't know if you've seen this actually. LooksRare has done yeah. exactly what you've done. They created a, something called YOLO where you can actually, they even advertise this as put your worthless NFTs into this YOLO spinner. Yeah. Um, put ETH, you see right here, there's one second left on the screen. And so there's 0.44 ETH random generator. Yep, People and going to win this, right? So if you put in a CryptoPunk and it's worth 60 ETH, and somebody yeah, puts in, I don't know. People share that you get. They do it based off of the Oracle value. And that's the the share that you get in the pool. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. So you get your percentage based on the value you put in. And then it's like, boom, <laughs> who wins it? And, and they win everything, right? So it's, I mean, that's certainly fun. <laughs> it's terrifying to me, you know, because I'm, you know, just a regular dude. But, uh, <laughs> you know, for the gambler, good Lord. If I was in my 20s, shoot, all my friends would be living on this website, man. This would be like full-time gig. I've been putting some of my worthless looks tokens into it as well that are already down horrific. So it's been fun. Did you ever win? Did you win? I've not won. No, I've only done it twice so far just to really test it. I'm a big tinker. I've become a big tinkerer since I worked at Emblem where mm-hmm. I see all these different toys and I mess around with it. I used to be a little bit more of a maximalist. I used to stay really heavy in, in ETH and Bitcoin and just kind of stay around there. But I think it was between historical NFTs of having to go between all these chains and then with Emblem, you're just forced to be on every chain. I've become to, to have a, a, a larger appreciation for some of these different types of products that exist on these other chains to become more of a, yeah, less of a singular blockchain purist and more of just yeah, a multi-chain yeah. kind of enthusiast. I mean, it's cool. Like what, and if you guys are watching the video right now, it's like, you know, there, there are 44 people watching this spin <laughs> and somebody just won. And, and I guess they, you know, what they put in, they won 3.66 times what they put in. Right. Yep. And, and here we go, man. It's round. It's another round. And every, you know, five minutes, there's another round of just straight up gambling. And I don't know how, you know, looks run maybe just because it's international, they're they're totally bypassing. They're decentralized and anonymous team. Yeah. yeah. So basically, they're they're just saying screw you to U.S. regulations. Good for them. But yeah, I mean, obviously, U.S. teams can't do this stuff. This is like straight to jail. You know, straight but, to jail. Uh, do not pass go. Do not pass go, man. It's like you can't do that. Being a decentralized guy, I think you should be able to do that. And so I like that. I like what they're doing there. Yeah, me too. We'll see. A lot of these ETH NFT plot. ETH NFT marketplaces have started to pivot into casino fi because they've probably seen what Rollbit does and stake and they say, hey, I kind of want a piece of that. I guess when you're down bad, right? It's like how worse can it really get? Yeah. <laughs> oh, it can be going, it can get worse. Oh, it can always get worse. Yeah, it can. One thing I want to see with ordinals is somebody creating a decentralized predictions market would be really cool, right? They don't uh, have that already. I guess they don't. All the prediction markets are kind of centralized, aren't they? Yeah, well, I mean, if you remember Augur, that was created on Ethereum in 2014, 15. It got shut down because of regulatory issues, right? Oh. If you're So a prediction market, if you don't know, you can basically create a bet on anything, right? So people yeah. were in 20, 
2015 or 2016, people were the, the biggest thing on Augur was betting on the election on Hillary versus That's Donald great. Trump. I have and a crazy it, story with that too. And there was like millions of dollars that uh, were being bet on this, but it could get really sketchy. You see, people could start like putting out hits on people and things like this. Like it, it could get, re- it could get really, really Absolutely. shady, really fast. So in America, people are, it's, you have to get like, you have to have regulatory approvals. I think there's one on Polygon called Polymarket. I believe it's like a regulatory approved one that has some interesting stuff. But if you did this on Bitcoin, right, it's, you can't really stop it. There's, it's completely decentralized. So to me, it just seems like huge opportunity for someone to build leveraging ordinals where you could just open it. You could probably use some sort of like reinscriptions on there too, of some sort or recursive inscriptions to really make it happen. That'd probably be something that I worked on if I wasn't working with you at, at emblem. What what was the name of the one in uh, that was on Ethereum? What was that one? Augur was the Augur, first. Yeah. One. So, so Ken from pixel map, and I'll, I'll only tell this story because it's public. He's, he's talked about it before, but he bet uh, it was the, it was the Trump, you know, Hillary election. And he thought no way on earth Trump wins, right? Zero, zero point zero chance. So he literally threw like all his ETH on, on Hillary to win. And it was, I mean, I don't know how much it was, but it might've been like 10 grand. And he, it was a, a substantial amount. And this of is 2016 is when ETH is yeah. like $80. Yep. And, and he lost obviously. And that drove him. He, he was like, he built pixel map, did that. And then was out of blockchain for like, until I made the call to him back, you know, in 2021. <laughs> <laughs> and made him a millionaire. What a, fuck. a millionaire, man. What it's like, word. he lost everything and then he came back and he's a millionaire. It's good. So yeah, Ken's a good dude though. But yeah, that, that totally it was, he was so furious and bummed out that for vol- various reasons, but yeah. If you guys want to hear hear a crazy story, a lot of the the ordinal people don't know that me, Adam, and Leonidas go back to the historical NFT days of March of 2021. And the dude, if you want to hear something crazy, is go listen to This American Life with Adam and Ken when he talks about how Adam found Ken through what was it like a lawyer thing? You called his law office or something like that? No, I, I found him basically when I found Pixel Map. I looked up him, found him. DM'd him on like Twitter and stuff, but he wasn't even on Twitter anymore, right? But actually got him through LinkedIn. LinkedIn was the way I actually got him. I DM'd him through LinkedIn and he thought it was a scam, obviously, for obvious reasons. But I, I did mention, I was like, hey, I found Pixel Map. And he was like, how would somebody know Pixel Map? That seems too crazy to be like a Nigerian scammer. So just on a lark, he wrote me back. And yeah, that's how I found him. Made this guy like $3 million, dude. Insane. Insane. <laughs> Absolutely insane story. One, one final thing I want to bring up before we close this up. Anybody who's going to a, a Pepe Fest that is in two weeks, a week and a half, two weeks. Paris, nice. Emblem Vault is one of the sponsors. So if you are down in Paris supporting the Pepe community, make sure that you look at that banner. There is something there I think that you're going to be wanting to pay attention to. Did you Very pin close. it up top? I didn't I don't see it. Did you pin it up top? No, I haven't pinned it yet. I'll do it. I'll, uh, I'll do it right now. I'll find it. Yeah, so the Pepe Fest, if you're there, like, again, pay attention. It might be something worth paying attention to. I'll probably say this maybe one more time until it ends up on the internet. But, yeah, if you're there, also just to support your Pepe community. I didn't realize this is the fourth year of the Pepe in I had Paris no idea. thing. I didn't know. I didn't know that until Skrillis said something about it on the spaces I was listening to. Yeah, I was I like, well, I, I didn't even know that it existed until like a few weeks ago. <laughs> Seriously, I had I had zero until this year. I never even had no idea. You know, I met a bunch of the Pepe guys at HNFT Fest in in Spain, whatever year and a half ago. But yeah, I had no idea like Pepe Fest was like a thing. It's awesome. Yeah, support support your Pepe peeps. I think we're gonna do a Pepe show. I'm trying to coordinate some Pepe people for next Wednesday. I got Skrilla confirmed. There'll be a few other people. If you're a Pepe person and want to participate on that show, we'll be celebrating because I think we finally figured out the migration crack for those Emblem people who are paying attention. ERCLM55 bulk minting, I believe we've got it down pretty, pretty solid. I put a tweet out today. This is a huge breakthrough, actually. This is something we've been working on literally for months. You're going to be able to create 100 vaults or more, as many vaults as you want, 200, 300, whatever you want to pay in one transaction, right? So if you own if you own a fake rare, rare Pepe, fake common, dank rare, whatever the fuck it is, spells of Genesis, and you have the entire supply, this was an issue that a lot of people had discussed with us. 
let's say it's a, a thousand supply rare Pepe and I own 500 of them. I'll be able to vault all of them in one transaction. You could copy all the Bitcoin addresses and then go paste it into the multi-send feature of free wallet, post that, mint it, four buttons, four clicks, maybe, I don't know, I guess the loading time is how is is what will be <laughs> the hold up there, which Bitcoin uh, is Bitcoin. <laughs> yeah, Bitcoin. Bitcoin is Bitcoin at that point in time, but huge, huge. This is gonna be a huge, huge boost to all of the counterparty and maybe the rune community. Maybe we should just vault all the runes too and all say the let's run it back, Adam. Let's run it back. Any final words until we see everybody tomorrow at eleven thirty AM Eastern time. Thanks, you guys. We'll see you. All right, guys, we'll see you tomorrow. Hold tight. Maybe we'll talk about Rune again. Don't break everything, and we'll see you tomorrow.